0: You may notice that this just says vocal solo. I'm going to get a little more specific for you than that. Uh, When this went to print, we still weren't sure exactly what we were going to do, but we decided that one of the figures that isn't talked about a great deal in the Nativity story is Joseph. And yes, he may not have had a great deal to do with the coming into the world of Jesus, but he was to have a great deal to do with the raising of Jesus. And this is a song that talks a little bit about what was going through his mind on Christmas night. This is Joseph's lullaby as recorded by Mercy Me. Go to sleep, my son. This day Stand the price, or does the Father God your heart for now so you can? See? Hoje But for now
1: texts today are unusual. They've picked the most uplifting part of the Isaiah 63 text to bring to you. The rest of the text is not at all uplifting and I'll get to that. But here now some good news as it comes from the prophet Isaiah the 63 3rd chapter, the 7th through the ninth verses. I will recount the gracious deeds of the Lord, the praiseworthy acts of the Lord, because of all that the Lord has done for us, and the great favor to the house of Israel that he has shown them according to his mercy, according to the abundance of his steadfast love. For he said, surely they are my people, children who will not act deceitfully. And he became their savior in all their distress. It was no messenger or angel, but God's very presence that saved them. In his love and pity, it was he who redeemed them. He lifted them up and carried them all the days of old. And from Matthew comes a text that I think most preachers would prefer was just excised from the Bible. Difficult, difficult story. second chapter starting at the 13th verse. Now after they had left and they are the magi who came to visit Jesus at the stable. After they had left an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said get up take the child and his mother and flee to Egypt and remain there until I tell you when Herod saw that he had been tricked by the Magi, he was infuriated, infuriated and sent and killed all the children. Get, listen to this. And sent and killed all the children in and around Bethlehem who were two years old or under. According to the time that he had learned from the Magi. Then, what had been spoken through the prophet Jeremiah was fulfilled. A voice was heard in Ramah, wailing and loud lamentation, Rachel weeping for her children. She refused to be consoled because they are no more. And when Herod died, an angel of the Lord suddenly appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt and said, Get up and take the child and his mother and go to the land of Israel. For those who were seeking the child's life are dead. And Joseph got up and took the child and his mother and went to the land of Israel. But when he heard that Archelaus was ruling Judea in place of his father, Herod, he was afraid to go there. And after being warned in a dream, he went away to the district of Galilee. There he made his home in a town called Nazareth so that what had been spoken through the prophets might be fulfilled. He will be called a Nazarene. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Hard to say thanks be to God for this text. This is a text about the government... Killing the children of its own people. I'm supposed to be a gospel preacher. I'm supposed to be a good news bringer. Find any good news in that? This is one of those times when the fact that we have a lectionary in this church proves to me that we are trying to be disciplined people. Disciples, that is. Because otherwise nobody would touch this text. Actually, I googled and looked for good sermons. Because I do that. You know, I listen to sermons. I was taught that if you wanted to be a good preacher, you had to listen to good preachers. I had a friend who was a master clarinet player in seminary. And his... Teacher always told him that if you want to be a good clarinet player, you've got to listen to good clarinet players. So I looked for good preachers to tell me what to say here, and there aren't any. Nobody touches this text, it's not pleasant. And you know what a lot of people do instead? They, they skip this one. They say, oh, just this week we won't, we won't talk about the gospel text. We'll go to the Isaiah text. We'll talk about the prophet. Well, do you think that's any better? I mean, as I said to you, the, the Isaiah text, it, reaches, it, 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 it pulls out the most pleasant part of the prophet's words for us. I will recount the gracious deeds of God. Oh, that sounds so noble, doesn't it? But read the first six verses of that text, where God is depicted as a soldier whose robe is red with the blood of his own people because God is so angry at the people's disobedience. not very pleasant either. Two very difficult texts today. So what do we do with them? Well, first of all, Alan is right. This is one of the places where we can really uphold Joseph. Here we see that Joseph is a godly man. Joseph has at least three God-inspired dreams in this one very small text. And all of them direct Jesus to save the Savior. I mean, think about this for a minute. If Joseph had not listened to the dream from God, Very likely, Jesus, the Savior of our world, would have been killed by Roman soldiers before he turned two. But Joseph, being the faithful man that he was, took his wife and son and fled the country. Now there is a whole lot that could be said today about what it's like to flee your home country and live as a refugee in another land. Living there, knowing that if you were to go home, the government and its people would want you dead. Knowing that where you're living is not your home, Knowing that where you're living is a place where you're living in poverty and hunger, vulnerability. There's a whole lot in this text to be said for that, and I'm not going to say any of it today. Because you don't want me to be political, so we'll just drop all of that. But what the heck is this story doing smack dab in the middle of shepherds and angels and allelujahs and babies that we should be celebrating? It's New Year's Day. We ought to all be making resolutions and drinking champagne and being happy, glorious people
0: we get this
1: text. Well, it could be that the message of this text is this simple, that even in the midst of the glory and celebration of Christmas, life goes on. With all its suffering and ugliness, in all its awfulness, in all its pain, life goes on. The glory of Christmas does not excuse us from any of that. It's not a coincidence that those of us who do mental health pay most attention to those who might be suicidal during this time of year. Because we ought to be happy. Life ought to be full of the unicorns and rainbows and presents and all the things it's not. Anybody feeling encouraged and uplifted by this sermon today? You know, I'm supposed to be a gospel preacher. I'm supposed to be bringing you good news. Well, the good news is in here. We just have to look. And it does come in that text from Isaiah. I will recount the gracious deeds of our God. Not my God. God not just for me it's our God once upon a time when I was really really in a dark dark place and didn't think I would crawl out of it I didn't know what I would do with my life I had left seminary sitting at home in my mother's house a really really good day for me Really good day for me was when I got up off the couch and walked down our lane to get the mail. Because I exerted that much energy. What a good day. Some old lady from my church called and said, there's this job out in western Ohio You need to look into it. It'd be perfect for you. It's working with children in a group home. It's what you need right now. And I thought to myself, I can't even get up off the couch. How am I going to do this? And then I heard the voice of God say to me, she's doing for you what you can't do yourself. The voice of the church is coming to you, saying, rise up and go, because if I left it to you, it'd never happen. This is the kind of thing that's happening in the Isaiah text, where all the, all the pronouns in that text are plural. Plural. I will recount the gracious deeds of our God. It's not the gracious deeds of God to me, because when you're in a dark place, you can't see them. But it's the gracious deeds of God for us all, for all of God's people, for all of, God's, uh, for all of humankind. God comes to us. probably when we need God to come to us. But see, the lesson of Christmas, the good news of Christmas is that God comes to us in our form in a way that we can understand to bring us good news, not just so that suffering is somehow magically wiped from our world, But instead, that God enters into that suffering with us. God with us means that God goes through everything we go through together with us. You think, Joseph, that faithful, faithful man who had all these visions from God... could have them if he had not remained faithful to the story of God, to God's people. Joseph was able to have those visions because he met God every day in prayer and praise and scripture and worship. Joseph knew that God was with him. Joseph knew that God was with them, and Joseph knew that God had been with his people. Life is hard. Suffering and pain go on even though Christmas happens. But the good news is that we're not doing it alone. That God loves us and has shown us enough mercy to enter not only into our, into our lives and into our pain, but into our very being to stand with us and understand. Show us mercy and grace in ways that we know are real and true that is the good news for Christmas. Thanks be to God. Amen.